Welcome back inside the locker room, peeps, freaks, and geeks. I'm your host, Jargo. Of course, I'm once again joined here alongside my tag team partner, RBV. But please join us in welcoming to our humble abode. You may know him as the former Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, former Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Champion, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion, a former TRP Tag Team Champion, XWA Heavyweight Champion. As a member of the inaugural ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Champions, he's the sassy wild horse, the best around one-third of the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us in welcoming at this time, TK Ryan. How are you, man? Hey, hey man. I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for the uh, the intro, man. I'm hyped up now. Jesus. Got me all revved up. Reading off all those accomplishments. I'm into it. What's going on? I, How are you guys I, doing? I was going to say, you got quite the resume there, Mr. Orion. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a builder, man. That's what I do. Well, you know, uh, as we get this thing going, you know, before we really jump into the ongoing conspiracy uh, that we have within Ring of Honor, uh, and of course, we're going to talk a lot about the you know, Supercard of Honor, you know, let's get the audience up to speed a little bit with your background. You know, it's about that time of year again when businesses, are, you know, business is going to pick up on sandlots, you know, all across this great country of ours. I mean, you played Division One baseball as a catcher at Holy Cross. Uh, how were you on the diamond? Huh. I mean, I was a Division One baseball player, pal. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I, I, I have I, I've hung around with a lot of a, a lot of very talented baseball players, hey, and you guys, uh, the confidence. It never escapes you guys. Well, you know, you know what it is with baseball, man, is that it's a, it's a team game. But inside the team game, there's so much one-on-one action. Like the 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 never-ending battle between a pitcher and a hitter is like the, to me, in my opinion, it's like the ultimate game of one-on-one. Like there's only going to be one winner, there's only going to be one loser, and it's just one of those things. Like uh, if you play baseball long enough, if you have any kind of success in the game, that like you develop a bit of a swagger. It's, it's never gonna that chip's never gonna come off your shoulder. You need it. It's a, it's a, it's a, the funny thing about baseball. You talk about how like the it, like business is picking up on the diamonds. It's that time of year for wrestling too, man. Like uh, it. it I've always felt like baseball and wrestling are similar in more ways than people would ever imagine. And uh, one of the coolest ones is that they're both kind of summertime sports. And uh, being from the Cape and you know, basically growing up on an island, I'm definitely a summertime kind of guy. So I'm fired up. So how exactly did you make that jump from the diamond to the ring? Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, pro wrestling wasn't really my uh, wasn't really my plan A. I actually wanted to be a pro baseball player and. Uh, went after that pretty hard and until it really wasn't an option anymore. So I was sort of uh, kind of pandering around in the, in the real world, so to speak. I had a, I, I had graduated from Holy Cross, so I was searching for employment with my, my degree and managed to grab a couple jobs. It wasn't really for me, and I was kind of missing that athletic kick. So um, I had started playing some like men's league baseball, but I was too competitive a baseball player to really get to enjoy that. I can't like just sit back and drink beer and play baseball. My butt. It doesn't. Uh, I guess I'm past that. I suppose as a as a ball player. So, um, I my, believe it or not, my high school baseball coach and basketball coach was a pro wrestler in the New England area for years and years and years. And it was kind of like a badly kept secret in my high school. Everyone sort of knew about it, but no one really talked about it kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but so I, I reached out to him and I'd always been a fan and uh, I'd recently kind of renewed my interest in, in pro wrestling again. So I thought, oh, maybe I could uh, maybe that could be something I could do is like because uh, I figured like if he was a he was he was uh, obviously not doing it full time. He was obviously doing it as a once in a while thing. So I thought maybe that was something I could do. And he flat out told me, like, don't even bother. You know, like that's not something that you want to be doing. Like, don't even just don't even bother with it. And I bugged him and I bugged him and eventually he coughed up the uh, phone number of a guy named Ryan Drew, 
who rests, who's, who wrestles in the New England area is H2O Ryan Waters and uh, runs a training school in Fall River, Massachusetts called the Lockup uh, Pro Wrestling School. And uh, I got in contact with Drew and uh, turned out they were having an open house and I showed up and, uh, you know, they kind of gave me the pro wrestler treatment of, you know, here's this, here's that. Do you like it? Come back. You know, first time's always free sort of deal. And uh, I was into it. And next thing I knew, I had paid up for school in full, and I was all in on my training. And uh, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it, but I knew it was something I kind of had to pursue. And then three years later, hey, I'm talking to you guys, uh, Ring of Honor pro wrestler and, you know, one-third of the kingdom. Well, you debuted uh, for Northeast Wrestling in April of 2015. You started training in 2014. And it was yes. here that you and Vinny uh, first crossed paths, became tag team champions. It, well, is this where you first crossed paths? How did you two find one another? And how did you find yourselves as tag team partners? So uh, the coolest part about the kingdom is that we're real. And, and when I say real, I mean like... Myself, Vinny, and and Matt are friends like outside of wrestling. We are uh, we all live within like an hour triangle of each other. So uh, Vinny's like an hour south of me. Matt's kind of like an hour north of me, and those two are like an hour northeast of each other, so to speak. We hang out all the time. And Ryan Drew, the guy that I had mentioned, that was uh, one of the guys that originally trained me, uh, he uh, had also had a hand in Vinny's training. And Vinny was around the area, but was kind of in like a, a bit of a weird place. Like his daughter was just on the way and he wasn't like super happy with wrestling. So he was kind of going through a, we call his Johnny Depp phase where he's wearing <laughs> like a, these cool glasses all the time, you know? Uh, anyway, so uh, Vinny's, Vinny's going through his Johnny Depp phase and I was just starting to show up to wrestling around that time. And um, Ryan kind of introduced us together he was like, hey, you know, this is a guy you should probably know. Like, you know, you know, you guys are sort of uh, the same cloth, so to speak. We were on a lot of the same shows when I first started. And Vinny was, uh, you know, kind of helpful in like being like, hey, you should uh, maybe avoid these guys and maybe talk to these guys. And this is how you act. And this is what you don't do. You know, he was sort of like, a, you know, an older brother, so to speak, uh, when I first started. Vinny and Matt have been friends, like best friends for a decade, uh, if not longer. So. Uh, Matt is a little harder to of an egg to crack than Vinny, so uh, Vinny sort of uh, slowly integrated me into Matt's life and was like, "Hey, you know this guy TK is not so bad, Matt. You might like him." <laughs> <laughs> as as far as uh, being a tag team, believe it or not, uh, me and Vinny wrestled against each other like uh, all over New England. I think we wrestled out as far out as Ohio and down as far south as like North Carolina. And we were just wrestling against each other all the time. We would just be, it was like a TK versus Vinny. Like, what do you need? You need an opening match? You need a main event? Like, we could just, we were just, it was all over the place. Uh, and eventually, we figured, like, yeah, I bet we could be a sweet tag team. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the start of us tagging together. And it was probably the best decision either one of us ever made because now we run full time as a tag team in Ring of Honor with, with Matt kind of at the, the helm of the kingdom. So you guys, you pretty much, you were only with Ring of Honor uh, two months before yourself, Vinny, and Matt. You guys went out to claim the first ever uh, ROH World Six Man Championship. I mean, yeah, what man. was that? Ex I mean, what experience? I mean, what experience that was? I mean, what was it like winning the championship? You know, alongside your your friends, but also making history. 
Well, you know, and you talk about making history. The, the funny thing about uh, the Kingdom Man, and this, I feel like we don't get enough press for this, and not enough, not enough credit. Where I, I do feel like it's deserved. Our first night on the job, we weren't even, we weren't even under contract for twenty four hours, and we went out there. We beat Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Our very first night, that match was not our first match at Ring of Honor. That was our first match together ever. We had never oh, tagged wow. as a team. Wow. wow. Not, once ever and as a matter of fact i had never even been in the ring with matt except for one time in a, in a little town called brockton massachusetts so uh that night was on tele it was a televised main event against the you know the super click team whatever the hell they call themselves the best tag team anyone's ever seen we beat those guys our first tag match ever and we don't get enough credit for that <laughs> it's a conspiracy <laughs> anyway, it's a damn kingdom conspiracy it started with our first night History makers from night one that never get the credit we deserve. So uh, going into that tournament, um, you know, we started off with a, a win over the Bullet Club. Uh, we took out Team CMLL, which, you know, not for nothing, featured, uh, you know, El Terrible, featured uh, Ultimo Guerrero. Like, these are these are CMLL legends. These are not just a couple of guys they sent north. These are the best that CMLL had. We beat those guys. And then in the finals, we beat Kushida, Jay White, and Leo Rush, which is another team of guys that everybody has a big, you know, to-do about. Uh, as far as winning the titles, it was something we expected to do. As far as the moment, it was it just felt like, you know, how it should be. You know, that that's what the kingdom set out to do from the beginning. We we don't we never pictured ourselves as underdogs. We never imagined ourselves as as guys that have to fight their way up the chain. Like we pictured ourselves as showing up day one and knocking off a team like the Bullet Club. So um, it felt correct. I guess would be the <laughs> best way to put it. <laughs> well, let's let's move forward to something that was very very wrong and and that of course was the march 10th show uh roh's 15th anniversary show in las vegas i was watching the show live and it was one of those moments where as soon as i saw it i went oh man i'm never yeah, gonna forget my, that uh, not my finest moment for what it's worth i won't forget it either <laughs> <laughs> why don't you why don't you kind of walk us through the injury what happened that night and then kind sure, of your man. process into getting back well i'll tell you the the story of so okay so the match itself, everything everything was going fantastic. Um, like Vegas is always a hot crowd, and we're we're pretty good at riling up the the crowd in Las Vegas. So we we've got this place going, and uh, you know it's Dalton Castle and the boys in Las Vegas. So obviously that's that's a spectacle in itself, and and everything's going great. The moonsault itself that wasn't the first time I've I've done that move dozens of times. It's something that you know I could really just roll out of bed and do it, and and. Uh, I think it was just like a pay-per-view kind of atmosphere. I was really fired up. I just jumped too far. Uh, you know, it was just one of them things. And uh, once once I hit my leg, I knew, like, I actually grabbed my right leg right away because I knew my left leg was pretty pretty effed. I, my right leg was the one I was more, because if I broke both my legs, like, that's a whole nother problem. Uh, I knew one was toast, so it was like I checked my right leg as quick as I could. Um which ended up really having nothing more. Believe it or not, like my right leg had like a little scratch on it, while my left leg was just kind of hanging sideways. The injury itself didn't hurt too bad until maybe like an hour or so later, once like the adrenaline kick and the swelling had really, really set in. Um, the actual worst part of it was the four hours from when I got in the ambulance to go to the Sunrise Hospital in Las Vegas, which no one should ever go to under any circumstance. Uh, <laughs> When I got to that hospital and the, I mean, if you want to call it treatment that I got there, 
to the plane ride home. I mean, that is a saga. Like I can't, like, like I can only give you kind of like the bullet points here. It'd be like a whole hour, like <laughs> uh, story otherwise. But the, the hospital was a nightmare. Poor Vinny and Taven had to like drag my broken ass around the hospital back and forth into the airport. We, uh, Ring of Honor got me a return flight home because I signed myself out of the Sunrise Hospital to get out of there. So now keep in mind, flying with a broken leg is not exactly the safest thing on the planet. So now I got to like... Uh I got my two buddies who were kind of in over their head at this point, trying to get this guy. And at this point, I'm like uh, howling, like crazy person, angry, and uh, the reality setting in and the pain setting in. And I'm freaking out. I'm having like a full blown like uh, you know breakdown here. Vinny is just he's had enough. Taven's had enough. We 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 got to get uh, myself on this plane. The first plane that Ring of Honor got us, the security held us up for so long because I was in a wheelchair that we missed our flight and I had to go they sent me back with the broken leg to the same damn hotel that I had just got out of oh my god yeah dude I get on another flight I go back the security's just as bad the second time I mean it was, it's 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 crazy I finally just wake up in Boston cuz I, I passed out I woke up uh, as my uh, my girlfriend's uh, mother's husband is like dragging me out of a car getting he he, uh, he works as a nurse at boston medical so like kind of like my next memory is like waking up and this guy pete's like all right come on man get your ass out of the car we gotta get you to oh hospital. my god <laughs> wow talk about a cross country from hell yeah man oh you have no idea man i mean it, uh maybe i have to come on the show another time or something but that that's a story all into itself and honestly like we talk about it all the time. The three of us have got to do like a long form version of that story because it is it is something else. I'll tell you what, it's it, there's a lot to it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if we, if we can get the three of you, I would absolutely love to have that exclusive. I would love to hear that story in full. Uh, well, re- reach out to Matt, man. Maybe we could set something up. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's talk about March 11th, 2017. The very next night, yeah, ROH man. officials force Matt Taven and Vinny to team up with Silas Young to defend your six-man championships, which are lost to Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Is is this where the conspiracy really kicks into full effect That's, for you guys? It's the day the conspiracy was born. And I'll tell you, and it's, uh, it's almost unprecedented. It is unprecedented. Not almost. It is unprecedented because in Ring of Honor history, guys have gotten hurt as the champion and were not forced to defend the title the next day. They were either allowed to relinquish the title allowed time to heal allowed to do anything but to, uh, that move of having a replacement partner for a team which by the way was undefeated at the time had never lost a match in any any sort of capacity up until that moment uh it's something that i feel like uh, kind of slipped under the radar at the time but we took it extremely personally uh Eventually, things started to stack up because not only that, but since the history of professional wrestling, I mean, you go back 100 years, the guy that was the champion and loses his title always gets the first rematch. If it's not the first one, he's in line at some point. It's been a year and we've never got a shot. The night that I came back from injury, we actually wrestled against the Briscoes and Bully Ray as a, a number one contenders match, which is the ultimate hoop to jump through. Why would we have to wrestle to be the number one? Why aren't we just the number one contenders? I'm back from injury. We're now a team. We've never gotten a rematch. We got to wrestle against the Briscoes. I mean, anything can happen in a situation like that. It's not fair. Uh, I, I argue that the I, I can almost guarantee you that when the Young Bucks and Adam Co- and Adam Page want their rematch, they're just going to get it handed to them. They're not going to have to go wait a year. They're not going to have to jump through hoops. They'll just get an opportunity. 
that's where the kingdom conspiracy is. That's that is sort of the nuts and bolts of it. March 11th absolutely is the day that it began. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about Supercard of Honor, which is coming up on April 7th from the Uno Lakefront Theater in New Orleans. That show will be available on Ring of Honor's streaming service, Honor Club. Visit ROHWrestling.com for more details on how to become a member. Now, now TK, you're going to have to help Rick and I out here because we're completely confused. Now, ROH's website, the kingdom is listed as challenging SoCal Uncensored at Supercard for the six-man titles. But this mm-hmm. past weekend on ROH TV, uh, one of the very men who has screwed you out of those titles is now the enforcer of Ring of Honor. And he says that you're not needed at Supercard of Honor. What is going on here? Well, let me expl- first of all, who died and put Bully Ray in charge? I want to know at what point does he become the matchmaker of Ring of Honor? And if that's the case, can I get an official announcement? Can I get a clear definition of the rules that I'm supposed to play by here? Because no one seems to want to give me any answers. Second of all, in what world is it fair that the guy who stole the titles from the kingdom in the first place is now in charge and is the direct block between us getting what what should have always been ours in the first place back? See, that's the problem with Ring of Honor is that this 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 consistent bias against guys like myself and Matt Taven and Vinny Marcelli for no apparent reason. I, I if someone could please point to me one thing we've ever done wrong, one 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 time where we've ever not delivered, one time where we've ever been a problem. I mean, I okay, maybe maybe we maybe we don't always play by rules, but who does? That's you know what I'm saying. This is pro wrestling. I, I guess. Uh, well, and then. And Bully's response is, if you if you want to do something about it, why don't you come after me? Like, you're supposed to beat up the boss? So, yeah, that sounds like an invitation to get fired, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know I mean? that, that's exactly what that sounds like. Now, we could have invited Bully into the ring uh, uh, for that episode of television. We could have we could have whooped him with the... I mean, I've hit him in the head with my baseball bat before. I don't really understand what would stop me from doing it a second time. I just... It's too obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've watched wrestling before. I know what happens when you put your hands on an authority figure, man. We're not stupid. Now, uh, as far as, as him pulling us off the show, I mean, again, I don't understand at what point he got the authority to do that, but apparently he now does. So if that's the precedent that's been set, unfortunately, we we were the example. Now, as far as Supercard of Honor goes, the announced match between us and SoCal Uncensored is obviously not going to happen. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, though, uh, I'm a little like this is getting me fired up talking about it, but at the end of the day, I know something that you guys don't, and that's the best part. <laughs> that is the best part. Well, I was gonna say, you know, you, you gave us that that major cliffhanger there. Hey, if, if there wasn't a we didn't have a reason before why to tune in, we certainly do now. Uh, Absolutely. It, it, is there any message that you'd like to put out there for the listeners and the fans, just you know, overall? Uh, on behalf of all of Ring of Honor, what they can expect at Supercard? Yeah, man, Ring of Honor is the best wrestling on the planet, and and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not shy to complain about Ring of Honor. I will call them out on all social media for all the injustices that they continue to heap on myself and my best friends. But that aside, it is the best pro wrestling on the planet. I mean, you want to talk about a stacked roster. You want to talk about your five-star matches. You want to talk about diversity in your card. I mean, we've got the best singles wrestlers you can imagine. We got we got guys in the tag team division that, that do stuff that you just 
you can't comprehend unless you come to a Ring of Honor live show and see it. So if you've never seen Ring of Honor before, if you've got preconceived notions about what Ring of Honor is, if all you know about Ring of Honor is what you've read on memes, what you've seen on the internet message boards, like what what you come across in your your Twitterverse for wrestling, like if that's all you know about Ring of Honor, then you need to tune in for Supercard of Honor this year. It's going to be the biggest show Ring of Honor's ever done. It's going to be the best show Ring of Honor's ever done. I mean, you get we got a main event that the world is talking about. But more importantly than all of that, on that night, the Kingdom Conspiracy, I guarantee you, will come to an end. TK, we'd like to thank you for joining us in the locker room today. Uh, Why don't you tell the peeps, the freaks, the geeks, and the Melvins how to find you all over social media? All right, listen up, Melvins. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WildHorseTKO. That's at WildHorseTKO. You can also catch me on Facebook at TKORion-TheBestAround. That's my fan page. Feel free to throw me a follow on that. And, uh, you know, I've I've been venturing into the Twitch world, too. So uh, hit me up on Twitch.tv slash SassyWildHorse. Thanks again, TK, and best of luck in New Orleans. All right, thanks, guys.